Lee Whitehorn, 44 years of age, father of two, married to Laura, siblings, Luke, Jay, Rachel and Jane. Uh, one father, two mums. That's me in a nutshell, footy coach. I, I look at myself as just the average, everyday, run-of-the-mill bloke. Why am I here today? Um, to talk about my diagnosis um, that I received, oh, not great with dates, but I'm going to say about six weeks ago. Um, and I was diagnosed uh, initially with a lesion, which I think is a nice word initially for a tumour or cancer. And I was diagnosed with a diffused glioblastema. All right. Good morning. Well, good afternoon. Good evening. Welcome to episode number 13 of the C Word podcast. My name is Luke. I'm here with my wonderful brother, Lee. How you doing? I'm good. I'm really good this morning. Not that I'm not good other mornings, but... Yeah, I was going to say, wow. All right. What's been the problems? I'm good this morning. Oh, just kids. Yeah, fair enough. Just kids, though, you know. Some mornings are brilliant and some mornings are um, painful. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but we've... Uh, now started to organise the kids and they're booked in at their local kindy and daycare and fantastic and so forth. starting to free life up a bit. Amazing. I was going to say we were just having a conversation for those listening in and those who uh, watch it on TV around parental guidance. Obviously, the uh, for those who know us, that's uh, a little close to home as we've got our sister and brother-in-law who are on there and our little nieces. And uh, Lee, what were you saying you were? You were saying you were one of, you're, you're the one, the real nurturing parents, was it? Or? Oh, I th- <laughs> look, I think we're sort of the free range because we, we to a degree, okay. we do let um, our kids make decisions, I guess, on when they go to bed and eat and so forth, to a degree. Um, there's certainly cut-off times where it's like, you know, Max, it's now beyond breakfast, so you have now um, lost your rights to eat until this time. (laughs) Yeah, I I actually, do you know what? I'm going to have to confess, I haven't watched all of it uh, on the basis that I just don't really watch, I don't know, free-to-air TV that often, but uh, I've watched a few little bits and pieces along the way, but I I have to say I do recall when they were recording it, and then that's when I was talking to Rachel as she was kind of dealing with a few different things that were coming up, and it was was challenging by the sounds of it, and as it would be, right? And then on top of that, you've not only got the challenge of trying to be I don't know what you, I, you know, you view as being a good parent, but then you've got everyone's judgment now that <laughs> kind of comes with it, like watching on and then like saying how they feel and what they say. Like it's a, it's quite a, quite a full on, I mean, it's, I could assume it's hard enough just being a parent, let alone now having everything judged on top of it. So, um, yeah. People judge you on how you go through, um, treatment. What are you doing? What are you eating? What are you drinking? Who are you seeing? What are your sleeping hours? Uh, what extra um, tablets are you taking to for your immunity? What are you doing for this? What do you? So there's judgment everywhere, but the th- I guess the um, reason that I sort of align more with the free range parent is that it's like we're going to do what works for us and what suits us, and and if people don't like that, that's okay. Um, the same as anything else. Yeah, but you've really got to trust your gut and your instinct in that space, I think, and. It's probably the same with um, 
any treatment that you're going through, um, it's trusting in your own decision making and and why you're making those decisions and having genuine belief in them. Um, and it's the same with same with parenting. I never would have thought that I would be a free range parent. I thought I'd be the ultimate disciplinarian. Um, you will get this done by this time and completed. And and I have I've been completely the opposite. You raise an interesting point there around the. Um uh what it's like in terms of treatment because i know that that is probably we spoke about it early on in the podcast and that was something that you had uh challenges with at time and that was kind of our one of our conversations was around how do you deal with it when you get it when everyone becomes a doctor right when everyone's telling you you could do this could do that looking back now as an individual who's now progressed through and still undergoing treatment but but not at that that critical point at the very beginning is there anything you would do differently do you look back and go oh yeah, that person probably had a point or are you kind of like, yeah, do you know what? Trust in my gut, happy with where I am right now. Uh, I'm pretty proud of uh, the way that I conducted myself and made my decisions. Um, and I feel really confident because, I, because I've just done, I think we've spoken, said it a, a million times, but I've just done what I trust in in me and in my guts and um, you know, you're always for any big decision making or pressure um, areas of life. You, it's always your gut. It should be. It shouldn't be. I read a document with numbers based on this, or I've heard this from someone else. It's, it has to be about you and what you feel and what you're capable of. And do you think they factor in though? That like like how do you so if someone's listening to this and they're going okay use your guard or whatever maybe they struggle in the space of decision making because I think there's a big factor here which is you you're good at making a decision what are like one two three strategies that you use so you classify it as use your gut but if you could if you could articulate what happens internally what are like one or two kind of points that you go right tick this tick this tick this yep I'm good. Okay, uh, number one, I think we've spoken about before. Number one is have a strong understanding of what it is you're dealing with. Um, so be really clear in that space. Now, uh, when I say be really clear, there's a lot of stuff that comes with different illnesses, lots of little bits of information. Um, it's, you know, there's, uh, it has this title, it has another title, in other areas, you can do this, you can do this. Um, so there's a whole range of things that um, influence your um, decision making, I guess. But ultimately, it's um, got to be about that initial feeling of, okay, well, I know the basics, I'm not well. Um, from there, it's what is my mental position, my mental approach to this? Am I, do I feel like I'm going to crumble or do I feel like I'm going to dig in? And it's not a fight. I don't see it as a fight. It's a little bit. On occasions it is because you're always going to have moments of weakness where you just feel a, a little bit flat and you've got to give yourself a little uppercut to to stand up and go, right, get on with it. Mm. No, I agree. And I think, I think you're almost nailing at that last piece is almost like a commitment to it. Because I think you need to have, would you say you'd have to have some level of flexibility, but the flexibility only like decide, commit, and then kind of reassess and you keep, it's like a constant 
just a constant reassessment. But you, but once you've decided, it's a commitment, right? That's ultimately what you're saying. Like just commit to it, see it through. Yep. So um, that's how you have to approach it, or not how you have to approach it. That's how I choose to approach it. And um, and you'd like to think that everyone's capable of that, but some might have been in relationships or friendships where they've constantly been pushed and shoved and told, do it this way, do it this way, listen to this, don't do that. But I think we've all got it inherently inside us, but it's probably not until you're faced with something where the only person that can make a difference here ultimately and the only person that I can trust is, is me. And that's not saying you don't trust others, but you have to trust yourself and the, and the decisions you're making. Otherwise, there's no conviction in what you're doing and you're just following. Um, and that's been important for me. So that'd be the three areas So um, that I'd sort of focus on. Everyone's different. Everyone will do it a different way as long as they've got some conviction and belief in the process. Let's dive in. We haven't actually caught up for... A couple of weeks, I don't think. We haven't spoken. I haven't spoken to you since. There's been a fair bit going on. So for those listening in, this is first conversation we've had about it. So give me an update at least of what's happening. I know you've had uh, you've had uh, the MRI recently and all those things going on. So, so where are we at since uh, the last time we spoke? I think we spoke maybe two or three weeks ago. Okay, so um, obviously adapting to a new hospital, the way that it's managed, information's transferred, communicated, so forth. So there's always going to be um, those bumpy bits in the road, I guess, initially, and it's getting realigning with the system. Um, so we've had that. Um, but I feel like we're now um, on the right path with the hospital. Um and I, and I think it's been difficult because when I first presented, not all the information was transferred. So the oncologist that I sat down and dealt with was like, you look really good. You sound really good. Your blood results are really good. This is really, you're all great. Um, and it wasn't until sort of later that we found out that he hadn't actually seen any of my scans. So when he properly, then when we sat down with him the other day, he was like, okay and again it was a weird feeling for me because i think he was a bit shocked that i was speaking and functioning the way that i was yet he's looking at the images in front of him and going okay wow that's pretty that's pretty serious um that's a bit challenging though that someone's like yeah sweet you're all good and then actually looks at the file and goes oh you know like um doesn't I mean, steal you with confidence in terms of well, initial, initial confidence. But, I, I mean, imagine. if you think of it from a business perspective, people are always going to, you get to a meeting and you get a really good feeling about an individual that you meet with. So you might not investigate anymore in relation to them because you initially you're going, okay, this looks good. Um, we'll take, you know, a deeper dive into that um, at a later point. This feels good. I guess doctors can do the same. Um, they look at you and they take you on face value and so forth and um, so anyway we're sort of we're online with that it's good the, the travel's a bit further to you know it's not from um, uh, it's not the, the 12 minute drive that, that we had in Brisbane um, it's a little bit longer but you know what um, it's not that bad it gives Laura some and myself some bit of free time to 
drive down there and have adult conversations <laughs> um, uh, and enjoy a coffee with each other when we uh, head home um, or something like that. So um, it's good from that perspective. So so over the last few weeks, I guess, I've, I've actually prepared for a change instead of just ro- rolling off the hip with um, what's been occurring. I thought, I better document some of this stuff, cause, which is unusual for me. Yeah, it's very unusual. Adelaide's doing wonders for you. Uh, yeah, I just thought this. Like, my brother's always so organised, and so's Jay. And then I just roll in and um, and and waffle. My wife and I obviously had our anniversary um, recently, and or I shouldn't say obviously because people like that don't know. We recently had our anniversary, and in Laura's usual style, um, I hadn't organised anything um, other than I kind of you know looked up. Okay, what are you? What are the gifts for third year anniversary? Because, you know, Google tells you that it's this particular deal, it's whatever. And um, that was as far as I'd sort of gone with it. Um, But Laura went, no, 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 we need to have a night away with each other. So she booked a night at the Novotel in the Barossa. And um, I thought, okay, that's nice. And I was thinking to myself, why are we going to the Novotel though? It's kind of not in the heart of the Barossa. It's, it's it backs onto the golf course, and I'm thinking, I'm not that great at golf. I'm, I'm pretty sure Laura's not, but are we booked in to play golf or something? Like, so I pushed her for it and said, "What are we doing? What are we doing?" She said, "Oh, okay. Well, I'll tell you. We're going hot air ballooning." So I just went, "Like how? You know? Again, I don't say it to her enough." Um, I tell her I love her every day, but I don't tell her enough about how good she is with her forward thinking in that space. Let's do something really nice and I'm going to organise it. And there's me waddling around in the background. So we um, headed up to the Brossa. We had a brilliant dinner at the Novotel, which I was surprised with because you just thought, okay, it's going to be a standard hotel dinner. It was amazing. Um, Had probably the best steak and asparagus that I've had, it was phenomenal. Um, really enjoyed the night, I had to get up in the morning at 4am, we got the notification from um, from the guys saying, yep, we're all good tomorrow morning, um, be up and out the front at just after four. Got out there, there's two troopies, so um, old school um, land cruisers, and then with, instead of the, the seats running um, the same direction as the front seats, they're running along the side of the car because they need to pack sort of 12 people in there. And, and you're on these little seats that are, you know, I don't have the smallest bum in the world that can barely sort of take my bottom. So it's, we're sitting in this thing and it's great. And the first thing the guy said to us was, look, we're going to have to relocate. So we're going to head to New York to it and we're going to, f- um, hot air balloon um, across um, the river. I thought, oh, that's, that's okay, but it's going to be about a 45-minute drive. The reason we can't do it here is it's too windy here, but it's good there. Now, I just looked at the balloon and I was like, that was really quick. Um, we're in a bigger balloon. That's going to travel pretty quick. And I learned some stuff. That, um, he would have been happy to go up in the um, speed that, the the wind was traveling at that point in time but the issue is landing that you come down at the same speed 
which um, obviously take off, fantastic. Um, but uh, unlike a plane, which lands at a reasonable speed, they don't have brakes. Um, the only brake is the ground. So he came back and said, look, really sorry, guys, but we're going to have to cancel. So we've just driven, got up at four, 45 minutes, 50 minutes in the car, um, couldn't get a coffee, uh, and then had to drive all the way back, and my bum was so numb. And, <laughs> and you're uh, like, why did we not we just both... sleep in? And <laughs> yeah, kind of. And but uh, I was like, oh yeah, okay, no worries. Poor bugger, he's got to deliver this news. That must be crap. More importantly, we got some really good time together, which um, was really, really not, not nice. And both of us were pretty, you know. And you just had that really good thing. You're like. Oh, you just really, you're really chuffed. You're really happy that you got that time, and that you really enjoyed it. And, um, and more importantly for us, when you've got kids and a million things going on, sometimes you miss the connection as a couple. And then when you have time on your own, you find it hard. Like, what is our connection? And that, but for us, that time away was like so good to um, understand that the connection is really strong between us as a couple. It was really nice from that perspective. So, so I've had that happen. Um, I've sort of accepted a coaching role back here at my local club as as an assistant. Had my MRI on Sunday, just gone. Oh yeah. How, so how did that go? Do you have results back yet, or you've just had no, the MRI? No, no, no. We're, okay. We'll wait on those. So um, it's kind of one of those nervous moments, I guess, where you go. It could come back and say it's grown. It could come back and say it's the same. It could come back and say that it's um smaller you sort of don't know in my headspace um again i just have to go with how i feel i feel good um if we find out that it has grown a bit it's not uncommon um for that to occur but all i know is that everything else that the doctors are seeing and hearing that they're happy with and that i feel good so um we'll wait and see um what the results are and i'll so, but fingers crossed with the way that I'm feeling, it's a it's a positive, and it um, is at least still at a neutral or it's or it's shrunk. Yeah. So. And and the update for the so for those who are, uh, are following on or if they've just heard this, I guess the last time you had the MRI was when you found out that you had the cyst. What we're ultimately looking for is that that has reduced because there was wasn't there like uh, like water or swelling or something that was happening. Uh, yes, so they can get a bit of view because yeah. it's right on top. So. Um, yep. I'm not sure it ever disappears, the cyst, like completely, um, uh, but hopefully it's reduced a, a, a little bit um, and they get a better view at it. Um, they did spend a lot more time this time than they did last time with my MRI, and I think that's probably because they try to get different angles and perspective on, on it um, because of the cyst. So, um, yeah, but anyway, that was, I did my usual and I fell asleep for a period of time in the, M in the MRI, so. Um, bit of a snore, bit of a fart, bit of a rollover. <laughs> just, everyone's like, mate, just lay there still. <laughs> but anyway, um, had that. The other sort of win I think we spoke before is that obviously moving here, we had to sort of readjust everything, so. What are we both going to do for work? What am I going to do for work when the doctors say, you know, you can go to work? Um, for Laura, it's like a difficult time because organisations are, at this point, 
I guess, slowing down coming into the Christmas period with relation to employing people. And we need to be smart about what she does. It needs to be something that's relatively close to home to a degree, um, seeing as though she's the only person driving at the moment. So um, there's a lot to consider in, in that space. But then there's the kids. We've got to get the kids they can't just hang out with us all the time because we're not that exciting. We need to integrate them back into the world. So they've gone back to Max is um, at daycare and he's there three days a week and he's loving it. He's having a great time. Um, and next year he'll roll into a couple of days a week of daycare and then three days a week um, of school. Uh, we've also, I've had my burpee challenge. That yeah, I've been doing, I did see a little burpee challenge. What's this about? I didn't even, um, hadn't asked you about it. Um, yeah, so it's just for a uh, brain cancer fundraising um, organisation. I think it's the largest one in the country. And they just organise different events throughout the year for people to run. So they're not... Um, they're not there to raise massive amounts of money each time. They're just for people to, a bit of awareness and a bit of fundraising. Um, I think I set a target of about 450 or $500, and I think I'm about halfway there. Um, in terms of my burpees, I started off like a storm. Then Please don't I tell me busy. you've gone worse. <laughs> you can't go no, backwards no, no. on a burpee. <laughs> no, no, no. Then I, um, so you've got to do 50 a day effectively oh, to yeah. make your target 1500 for the month. Um, and then I got busy. I had other stuff pop up and like whole busy days and came home and tried to do them one night and I had Jack on my back and I had Max on my back and I'm like, this is hard enough doing burpees without an extra 30 kegs on your back. So, um, I sort of parked it for a few days and then went, oh no, I've got to catch up. Um, so I did about 150, 175 in a day. And, and then couldn't walk the next day. <laughs> no, no, I was actually fine. <laughs> okay, good. Um, probably thanks to all the good work that they did for me at Body Smart and Jess. Of course, so, shout out to Jess at Body um, Smart. Yeah, who who actually miss like I miss having someone kick my ass. Yeah, she's um, a gun. So yeah, ends at the end of November. Um, currently, I've I've got to have another couple of catch up days. So today's going to be a large day. Um going to knock out a couple of hundred and then i'll probably do the same again tomorrow i don't know if we've posted anything for that one on the c word but let's get that posted up get laura on there posting it anyone listening in who'd like to contribute towards this uh fund we'll post it all into the uh we'll post it into the notes and we'll put it onto the c word podcast for um those who'd like to contribute and follow along and maybe even get involved what 16 days into it if you can knock out (laughs) a ton of burpees to lead yourself up to where we are now and then do your 50 a day I mean, it's simple. You've only got to do about 8,000 of them, something like that. <laughs> uh, um, no, what are we at? So 800 of those to uh, to catch up to today. Well, by the time you listen to this, it might be a bit more. But um, no, I think you can just finish it off for the rest of us and we can just contribute <laughs> financially towards it. So yeah, I've had that. And then we've had, um, uh, I think we've spoken about this a few times before, that it's um, when something like this sort of occurs in your life, an illness or a whatever, you tend to start to hear about it, like all of the other things that are happening in other people's lives. Um, and one of the young lads at the footy club that I coach, he's um, Jason Niskahus, or Nish, as everybody calls him. 
his father has been diagnosed with uh, I don't know the form of cancer, but it's um, he's it's it's quite um, severe from what I know, and um, one of his good mates, Scott Lysett, who is a current AFL footballer with um, Port Power, um, and has one of the most magnificent mullets and moustaches that you'll see. Um, if you search any images on on Scotty Lysett, you'll see that. Um, and he's initiated just a GoFundMe page. Um, and he's running an event um, at our football club um, in a few weeks' time where he's going to shave the mullet and shave oh, wow. the mow. Wow, that really, and, yeah, they're they're solid. Just looking at a photo now, yeah, guys. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot to go. Very big, strong human. and uh, um, But I guess the point is that um, he's got a mate whose father's going through something significant, and the first thing that, he did was okay he's not a profile person but i'm going to try and use my profile and let's get you helped out mum and dad were trying to finish a house off at that point in time obviously he's not working now so there's income that's missing all of that sort of stuff and it's really nice to see somebody of that no um I, I guess um identity sort of put their hand up and go yep what can i do to to help he loves his mullet he loves his mustache so it'll be a lot for him to get it cut off um and hopefully yeah the club can um uh raise some really good money to to help with the family so so i just said to nish that i'd put a little word out on our little podcast here and who knows they might get some random people that listen to the podcast that jump onto the gofundme and perhaps can contribute they're quite a proud family so it's a difficult thing for them to to do and promote so yeah absolutely we'll put it into the show notes as well and we'll pop it onto the uh pop it onto the instagram as well if they've got anything that they're posting on there we'll just reshare it through that so people can see it and uh yeah you're absolutely right it's one of those things you just look at and you go you know if you can help or if you can you know in any which way i know that you know when we first kicked off this journey with you it was um the amount of people that reached out and supported and just came from nowhere really to kind of um, do whatever it is that they can is uh, is overwhelming, but it's it's also you know uh, kind of gives you a level of strength that goes with it at the same time. Because I think like anything, right? I mean, that's the nature of the work that you know I personally do in terms of from a culture kind of space. It's at the end of the day, we all want to have meaning, we want to feel a sense of belonging, we want to have connection. Um, so I think you know when when things get tough, it's even more crucial for for that and that that for the ability for people to kind of lean in and say hey I'm I'm here and I see you and it's all good. Uh yeah, I think that's the the overwhelming thing that 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 I've found and noticed and um and it's just important as individuals that we're aware of what's happening in the environment around you and the people around you. So take your heads out of your phone a little more often and be aware of what is going on with people. And on a, on a positive note, I did, um, not that you can lay any claim to this sort of stuff. Um, I still um, follow all the girls back in Queensland that I've coached over the last couple of years. Oh, yeah. How are they doing? Um, well, they won the premiership last year. So I left and they won the flag. Um, fantastic which is amazing and megan hunt who is a good friend of mine and she's a brilliant little footballer again she won the best and fairest and um and and, and another couple of awards 
Um, but then Brie Conan, who is probably one of the most humble, lovely individuals that I've met in my time in football. Um, she, I had, you know, the, I guess the honour of coaching her for a couple of years at University of Queensland. And she's just a really humble, beautiful individual, a great communicator, connects with people everywhere, always looking to help. More importantly, she's a super footballer, as tough as they come. And this year she was named, or for upcoming season, she's the captain of the women's Brisbane Lions team. Um, oh, wow. It was one of those little moments where I went, it's got nothing to do with me. And I'm certain, like, you, you, you can never lay claim to being helping someone uh, ascend to something like that, but it's... It, it's just you 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 look at it and think what well, I have been quite privileged in a lot of spaces to know people and connect with people um, like a Bree Bree was one of the first people to send me a message and a really heartfelt message and um, and check in sort of every now and then so um, so Bree used to play when you were coaching she was one of your players yeah she played for the, the Brisbane Lions women's but because the seasons crossed over we would have access to them for a short period of time. Um, yeah. And I just remember from the first time that I met her, she's almost in, she's really quiet, but she's strong, if that makes sense. Because mm -hmm. when I first met her, I, I thought, she doesn't say much, but uh, I wouldn't want to cross her. <laughs> I, 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 wouldn't want to, uh, I wouldn't want to not be the best that I could be. Um, for her because you can tell instantly with her that she's always going to be the best for you as a teammate. So I was yeah. like, when I saw that during the week, that um, brought an, an enormous smile to my face because I thought it's really good to see people that work really hard, that contribute, that do all the right things, but don't make a lot of noise, be recognised. Um, so yeah, That's fantastic. And I think it also speaks to the value of, like for me, this is that privilege of, of leadership, right? So whether you're a coach, whether you directly contributed, whether you were just there for the journey, whether maybe or not you've said anything, you know, along the way, or you've just had the privilege of, of watching on, I think there's real, um, there, there's something significant about knowing that you've at least been able to, at a minimum, be a spectator, if not a contributor towards other people's success and knowing that they get recognized for that success as well. Um, I think that's a really, uh, I think that's one of the privileges of, being a leader, right? Absolutely. Um, uh, it's, yeah, whether you're sort of that extrovert or introvert, um, that's the privilege of, of leadership, of um, connect, finding different ways to connect with people and how to get the best out of them to know that we're all capable of something big and important um, or of significant value. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it's good to see that uh, you're, you're kicking along. You seem to be well. We'll wait and see what the MRI comes back with this week. Um, but I guess overall, before we wrap up, because it's about time to wrap up now, what, um, how are you feeling? Like, I mean, how far are we in now? How many months has it been that you've been kind of undergoing this treatment? Oh, it's close to six. Six months, yeah. So how are you feeling? Like, do you internally, are you, do you still have your stresses? Are you coping okay? What's your vision of the future like? Like, where do you, do you kind of still take every days as, as it comes uh yeah that's all i can do um day by day so it's do i have any stresses yeah of course you do you always do like you have your weak moments where you just um like i, I look at my kids every day and my wife um 
and internally think to myself, uh, if I need to draw strength, if I'm feeling just a little bit below par, I don't have far to look to go, how do I maintain my positive attitude and strength of mind to get through this? I don't have to look far because um, for me, you look at, you know, you hear the stats um, around uh, this illness and they're not great. But then I saw on, I think it was uh, 9MSN, or not, is, it, is it MSN anymore? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if it is, but I feel like we just stepped back into 2005. But yeah, sure. So you saw it in 9MSN. I, I, logged, I logged on to I logged on to, to 9 anyway, and a little <laughs> article popped up about um, about a mother who um, is now 17 years uh, post being diagnosed with the same illness that I have. Um, has two kids and he's feeling great and then so I look at it's interesting like it popped up and it was actually on a day when I was feeling a little bit oh, I was close to having a little moment of um, uh, of God I just want to be here for another 20 at least years with my with my family and my little boys and um, I was just about to have a, you know, that sad moment, and then I, and this thing popped up, and I saw it, and I went, "That's exactly what I needed right now. Is exactly what I needed." So it just readjusted me pretty quickly, and I thought, "That's brilliant. How did that happen?" Like, is, <laughs> um, you sort of knock the internet, but then right at the right time, it's delivered me with something that you go, "That's just reinforced sort of everything." So, um, but other than that, I feel good. Um, have your days, uh, particularly on chemo, because I'm on a stronger dose than I was um, for the first six weeks, um, but for shorter periods, only five days. So um, when was it? Two days ago, I just uh, came in, Max was in bed, and he was watching the iPad, and um, mainly because it was raining outside and we couldn't go anywhere. Um, and came in and I just laid down with him for a minute and then he left the room and then I, I just fell asleep <laughs> and I, I wasn't quite asleep but then I heard Laura just say to the kids that he's having a sleep and I thought I just yeah, I'm going to take this amazing well uh, great to catch up with you glad you're doing glad you're doing well and uh, and uh, we will wait to hear I guess we'll, we'll do a little bit of an update but I, we can come back on and, and you know once we hear back from the MRI stuff and, and update people in that way but um, but for now enjoy enjoy the lead up to uh, to Christmas and all the festivities that are that are coming our way for the festive season and um, amazing <laughs>